So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Rockstar Nation, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to stay to the end, where our guests will be offering a free gift. As you know, all of our guests offer a free gift, and all of these gifts can be found on the Agent Success Toolbox. You could find that by going to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply texting the word toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. I am going to put today's free gift in today's show notes, but if you want all of them, including gifts from most of our guests that have come on the show, just go to the Agent Success Toolbox. Welcome back, Real Estate Rockstar family. My name is Adam Roach. I am your guest host today. And do we have someone that you guys are going to want to sit down, grab your pen and paper, and take some notes from? His name is Matt Amuchastegui. He is in Southern Oregon. And let me tell you something. This guy has come out of the gates swinging. He's been in the business in his local area for only two years. And I'm going to let him tell you what he's accomplished. And before that, though, Matt, number one, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm super excited about Adam. Yeah, we're super excited to have you. So, Matt, tell us real quick, before we dive into the nitty-gritty of your entire business, of who you are, tell us what your superpower is. It's a tough question. You know, is answering the phone every time you get a call a superpower? Maybe. Ultimately, what that ties into is it's my empathy for my clients that I work with. Um, I, I have the ability, or I guess I'm willing to have the empathy of putting myself in their shoes you know, figuring out how I would want to be treated in the transaction, the result I would want, and that's what makes me strive to help them. I, I definitely don't look at them as anything other than I try to put myself in their shoes um, and try to make sure they have a successful transaction and as smooth as possible. If there's a solution to be had, I, I really try to bring it to them. So I really do think it's my empathy uh, for the client, for sure. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. So gang, here's what we're going to do. We're going to listen to Matt. Matt has a massive heart. He's going to tell us all about himself. He's going to tell us all about his business and where he has grown it to in the last two years, just right there in Southern Oregon. So Matt, tell us, tell the audience about yourself so they can get to know you better. What, what do you want to tell everybody? What do you want them to know about you? Well, I'm, so I'm a dad of three awesome children, and I'm a husband to a beautiful wife. Uh, the real estate adventure started in 2010. It's always been in the family, but 2010, we started buying the foreclosures up. Um, it was me on the ground, driving the houses, uh, checking the properties, meeting with tenants or discouraged at the time, I guess, homeowners who had been staying there without payments. My, uh, actually, my brother, Aaron, calling the shots back home, you know, let me know what houses to check out. And we had one investor. And that's kind of where it started. And it grew into buying millions of dollars worth of inventory. Uh, kind of got, had a huge jump start into the industry, uh, valuing homes, valuing a lot of homes, working for one seller and uh, negotiating cash or keys and things like that, helping people relocate when it was possible. From there, we did that for a couple of years and that market seemed to slow. And it was my understanding that's what I wanted to do. And so I thought Arizona was a good opportunity to flip down there. I took my family down there, 
unfortunately, the market kind of went stagnant for that time I was there. And most people I knew probably would agree with me as well. And uh, at the same time, my dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And we were basically burning through our savings because we weren't able to flip as much. We flipped a property and business was slower. And I had a choice to make, you know, become a traditional agent with a good friend down there who started improving and had a good office or go home and be with family. And I chose to come home and be with family. I got to spend the last year of my dad's life with him and uh, stayed here after that. I'll be honest, Adam, it took me a little while to get the real estate going again. I kind of got lost. I lost my mentor. I lost some direction and I built a house because I was in construction before and that was the goal when I came back was to help him revamp his business and spend some quality time and, you know, all these goals of if he was going to beat cancer and then he didn't. I built this house that we had kind of promised to do and then when he passed away, I saw it through and, and uh, became pretty good friends with that client and after that, winter approached, went to work as an engineer somewhere in an office, great company, nothing against company, but you know, it just, it wasn't a fit for me. It wasn't my environment. I need to be up moving around working with people. And it took a while. And, and, and as I started to get my real estate license, I was working about four different jobs that were self-employment jobs because I just wanted more. I felt stuck. You know, I had blown through a lot of our savings. So I was trying to rebuild a retirement and I was just super hungry, you know, and, and there was a lot of pain there and uh, that pain motivated me. So I, I just kept grinding and finally eventually got my real estate license. And it took me a while. Actually, I got my license in May of 17. I didn't have a closing until October. It took a while to get some organic you know, support and some community support. And I, I finally did get it. And it was great. It was awesome. Gotcha. Nice. Okay. So, so it took you six months to get your first closing. So we're October of 2017, right? Yes, sir. And as we sit here, December 2019, where do you sit on your board? I am sitting at... The number two agent in all of Klamath County. Boom. Way to go, man. You know, it's, it's, I'm super happy. I couldn't be happier. I put on a post-it about two years ago after I listened to Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within, per my brother's instruction, right? When you, when you don't have a mentor, you don't know where to go, and, and you kind of start reaching for who do you listen to. You don't even know who it's going to be. And I, So I listened to this while I worked out, and one of the things was, hey, put some post-its on your mirror about your goals you want to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, like donate more than ever. You want a beach house? You know, what, what are your goals? And, and then a really far-reaching career accomplishment. I said, number one realtor in Klamath Falls. And I didn't quite – I so it would sound conceited if I was like, God, I'm pissed off I didn't get to number one, right? But I, <laughs> I am a little bit frustrated that I didn't, that I didn't get that extra – we're talking thirty dollars to $40,000 in sales difference by the end of the year. Wow. Got it. Just curious, do you have that in your pipeline right now? Is there anything you can go close real quick? Yeah, you know <laughs> – <laughs> It's there, but no, it's a land and it's just, I, I wish there was something I could do to make it close tomorrow, but gotcha. the other agent would also have to not close anything either. So a couple of things would have to happen. <laughs> Very cool. So audience, here's what we have. We have someone that had investment background. He grinded his way through the, the downturn. He then realized that a real job was not something he was looking for, right? That's what they all tell us when we're in sales. Go get a real job. And, right. and then he sat back, he got his real estate license again, and it took him six months to close his first deal. And now he's sitting at number two on his board, man. Way to freaking go. Yeah, we call that a rock star for sure. So Matt, let's dive into some nitty gritty about your business, man. How many houses have you sold in the last 12 months? And what's, what's that volume? Break that down for us. So I call it side. So I have, I have 50, the two that I have pending right now should close. Everything should be good before the end of the year. There's no hiccups with it, but you know, as that goes, you can't count until it's done. Counting those though, 
I would have had 55 sales. Now in Oregon, they still allow disclosed limited agency, otherwise known as dual agency mm -hmm. sales, you know, when you represent the buyer and the seller. Yep. So when that happened, that actually counts as two transactions. Okay. Um, so when I break it down on my MLS and I look at everything they've tracked and that's pretty much, you know, assuming everybody got my name and included me. And from what it looks like they did, um, I trust everybody. So I, have, I will have 55 closings and about 14, 14.4 million in, in sales. Wow, man. Congratulations. So, so just under $15 million after having six months of no production, you came out of the gates with 55 closed transactions right around $15 million. That's strong, buddy. Real, real strong. So let's, let's break that down for our audience. Buyer sellers, where, where are you heavy? Are you heavy on buy side, heavy on sell side? Where, where, where have you put your focus basically in this first year here, second year? You know, I was second year and probably towards the middle of that first year, I, I became really heavy on buyers. I 30% of my transactions were from listings and about 70% were buyers. Hmm. And I, people ask me, well, what do you enjoy most? You know, do you enjoy working with buyers more, sellers more? I think they each have their pro and con, honestly. And, and I would say the cons are, are limited. Just like any job, there's going to be some things you may not like as much and some things you like more. I think I'm spoiled, man, honestly, to be in a position where even the parts I don't like a whole lot are mm -hmm. still more enjoyable to me than the things that cause me stress at the other more traditional jobs like you're talking about, like the real job, sure. right? Right, right, the real job, right? I, I wonder how many realtors, I wonder how many listeners we have right now that they've been asked or told, go get a real job. Gosh, don't you just want to punch those people in the nose sometimes? Yeah, and the, the sad part about that is how many of them are so close because maybe, maybe you're not thriving, right? Maybe you're not having a bunch of closings yet, but you're, you're hurt, like you're struggling or you're frustrated. That's a good motivator. And totally. to me, that's when I know, I know I'm getting close, right? Like when I'm just struggling and, and basically pissed off and upset and like, what do I need to do? I'm doing all the right things and it's not happening. I think people are just on the cusp. And if they, if they just stay the course and, and bet on themselves a little bit, I, I feel like they're about to break through into something. Right, right. You know, I had a mentor tell me one time, he said, the definition of commitment is doing the thing you said you were going to do long after the original mood you set it in has left you. And I love that definition for you because you wrote on your mirror number one. And it took you six months to close your first transaction and now you're sitting at number two. I'd say you committed to that, buddy. Way to go. Way to go. Tribeofmillionaires.com. Guys, write that down. Rockstar Nation got a free special offer for you. Now, I've just written a book and it's just been published. Co-authored it with David Osborne, who's been on this show multiple times. If you don't know David, he is one of the top execs at Keller Williams Real Estate, was personally mentored for the last two decades by Gary Keller himself, and he's in all kinds of businesses. His bio and explanation and everything is in this book. But anyways, David and I got together. We decided to write a book. We called it Tribe of Millionaires. And I guarantee you, it's going to change your life. To find out more, just go to tribeofmillionaires.com. We're going to give it to you absolutely free. Only thing we ask in return is, of course, number one, you pay the shipping. Not a big deal. But number two, that you go on Amazon and write us a review. We're really looking to get an incredible amount of reviews. And because of that, we're giving this book away for free. Go to tribeofmillionaires.com today. So let's, let's dive into your, your sources, right? 
So what's your number one source of uh, listing leads besides your sphere of influence? Where, 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 do you, where do you get the majority of your, your leads? Honestly, it's probably, um, so I use social media a lot. And, and one thing I tell agents coming to work for me and, and friends, and, and I had a cousin of mine who got his license up in Utah and started kind of doing the same thing is, is social media and, and social media and community, right? I think social media is community, but also the community you live in. But even if you're in a community that's larger, you don't know a lot of people yet, your social media can help you get more exposure in that community for me. So social media has been the number one source for listing leads. I, I do pay for some leads from another online source, of course. I mean, and I think you have to uh, diversify your marketing. But the majority of my listing leads have come from basically a supportive community. People that have seen me working, seen me closing, have had good risk heard good things from other people about me, I'm guessing. And that's been my number one thing. And they usually typically see it on Facebook or they see it on social media and then reach out. Uh, that's been my number one source. It's been, a, it's been a blessing, really. Gotcha. So I heard you say Facebook. So is Facebook your, your go-to as it relates to social media? It is. And I know I'm, I'm kind of sleeping on that. My brother gets on me like, man, you're not on Instagram. And, and I just... I'm kind of strictly on Facebook. I do go to Instagram sometimes. I enjoy seeing the pictures that get posted. And I just, uh, since it's been working, I've just kind of honed in on it. Gotcha. Love it. Love it. Okay. Let's go to the buy side. So you said that 70% uh, of your business this past year has been buy side. What's your number one source for buyer leads? It would still be social media, but honestly, a close second is I, I got involved with uh, the Zillow premier agent team. Okay. And so, I mean, that was, and that was scary too. That was quite a bit of money to invest when they first called. I had been burnt on a predictive analytics marketing right around that time and, you know, paid 1600 bucks for one phone call. That's wow. tough. one wow. phone call. And I couldn't get out of it. They're like, Hey, we never promised you this. We just promised you data. You've got to send all these mailings and all that. So in fairness, I don't think I understood that, but in, in where I was at in my starting out position, I was looking to attract people from like, you know, people coming to my area that I didn't already know that could call me because of course, as you know, it's, it's a little easier when someone's calling you versus you calling them or you sending them mailers. Now I'm not mailers work. Everything works if you put the time into it. But I, I was in the position where I was, I was needing something more web-based sure. less mailers for me personally. So honestly, the Zillow premier marketing was, was huge for me. Um, it just, what it did, it helped me meet people I didn't already know that right. I wasn't reaching on social media. And that was huge. That was a lot of help for me. So now I heard you say that social media, uh, when we went to the number one source for both listings and for buyers, is pretty much your go-to. So if we, were, if we were to pause you for a second, let's get into teaching uh, or at least sharing with the audience, what, what are you doing today that our listeners could do like as soon as they stop listening to this that would instantly increase their production? What, what advice could you give them there? I would say go onto your social media and just make sure everybody on there knows that you sell real estate. Make, stay consistent and make sure people know what you do for a living. Mm -hmm. you know, if you love it, make sure they know you love it. If you have a passion for it, share that passion with them. And I'm not saying, and this was something I'll share that's kind of, I thought was a secret of mine, right? But if it helps anybody else, it's a secret worth having. And so it's, it's not so much put it in their face, I wanna sell your house, call me today. No, you know, just find a way to show them that you're involved, that you're doing it, that you have a life other than that, but that it means something to you. And, and that's what you're doing. I mean, the, I know some agents that don't use it and it, it's everybody's prerogative. But to me, I think it's, it's a vital tool. So immediately I would say, 
if you haven't made open posts about your career and what you do, find a way to tell people that sure. while, while you're doing it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, so excited to go out and show some properties today. I love my job. You know, check it. Here's a view. I, one I like to do, a view from my office today, and it's a picture of a house looking over Klamath Lake from the mountain. So nice. Subtle cues, things like that. I just think people need to know you do it. I think sometimes, especially for me, when I started in May, Adam, you know, I was doing a few different jobs here in Oregon. One of them was direct sales. I think people were probably watching to see if this was just another Matt endeavor. I don't think they realized this was a passion I had before. And I had, I had really, in my mind, tried to perfect it and respected it. I respected the industry and what it is. It's a big deal when you buy a house. It's not easy. I try to make it easy, but it's not easy. So like that's consistency, people knowing that, oh, okay, this just isn't a part-time thing he's doing, or he doesn't just want to make money quickly or, or easy, because this is not easy money. It's not a quick, easy, if people are looking for a quick, easy thing with real estate, it's, it's not it at all, but it is super worthwhile and super rewarding. So a little long answer to your, to your question there, but I would say get on social media and just make sure people know what you do for a living. Yeah, sure. And, and be real, right? Be real, be authentic, and let them know what your passion zone is. And if that happens to be real estate, guess what? Talk about it. Talk about it. And you know what part of it? Like, I'll, I love when I'm at a signing, we're high-fiving afterwards. We're laughing because, like, it went so well. Or, or there's not the tension. And sometimes there's tension. I'm sure, you know, it has to be. Sometimes maybe sellers don't get as much money as they wanted. Or the buyers feel like if it was a weird appraisal, they had to come in with extra. There's all these scenarios that aren't always ideal. But the goal is always, like, Hey, you're buying a house. This is a piece of the American dream, dude. Some countries, I believe in China, you can't even do this. Right. You can't have, so, so what an epic deal. And I, I try to spin that and I try to share that with people because, and I talk to people, I'm like, hey man, random guy called me. I want to be high five at the end of this. He's like, Matt, that's what I'm talking about. My last agent, she didn't answer the phone. She was super stringent. Like I felt like I was always bothering her. And when it closed, I wasn't really that excited. I wondered if I did the right thing. And, and, and he could tell for me that was not how I operate. And I don't think it, I, luckily that's who I am, right? I don't have to pretend to want to see people happy. Mm-hmm. I don't have to pretend that it's not about something else. It is li- literally about seeing someone's happiness on their face and that I was a pivotal role in that. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Man, you know, we, we started this with you talking about your empathy and you can definitely hear your passion for your people coming out, man. I love that. So let's, let's, let's take a different turn here. So you clearly are a badass. We know that you're number two on your board. You had massive success this, this year. Let's go the opposite route. What failure have you had that you look at today as a successful learning experience? Hmm. Man, I think when it, the first thought is, is which one, right? So, so <laughs> everybody's probably had a couple. And I think for me, the most recent was just that whole combination of, I felt like I found what I was supposed to do in 2010 and it blew up very quickly, but it didn't blow up overnight. It wasn't easy, you know, putting hundreds of miles on the car every day. One instance, I had a guy answer the door with a gun, right? What? Because we didn't know who was knocking on his door. The last driver that had been there was peeking in his windows without knocking first and all this stuff. And, and that, so I had some intense experiences. It wasn't easy. Didn't shoot me, of course, which is nice. That's so. Good. <laughs> finding my passion, figuring that's what I'm going to do. And I'm like, okay, I've got this. I'm going to go to Arizona. I'm taking my family, my newborn twins and my wife. I'm going to lead them, mm. right? Arizona's the place. And we had this comp. We were in Turlock, California, a nice rental, beautiful neighborhood. Our income had reduced that year because it slowed down quite a bit. And uh, there were some changes in the infrastructure of the company and stuff and our sales. And I go down to Arizona, man. 
my dad's investing with me and I, I'm busting tail trying to do it. Suddenly things have slowed down. There's not as much there, regardless of the excuses, because I've learned not to make them. I didn't perform down there. It wasn't, I, we spent all of our savings, man. And, and I had to pull, we had just enough where I could have, like I said, I could have stayed, but that was my biggest failure is I took my family. I led us a, pretty much a hellacious move, man, yeah. into the desert, packing a, a pod, two newborn babies, get this driving up the hill to, to Arizona. Um, the, the, the thermostat gets stuck and it's 110 degrees and we're like wipe my wife's going out and wiping the babies down with wipes because our AC goes out in our car because we're towing. Oh man. So just, just a hellacious move. And so that, that was humbling. I remember at one point I was on the phone with a guy who had been hired to clean our houses that I was trying to help flip once I got my real estate license. Mm -hmm. And he could tell I was bummed and just so depressed because of, of how everything had turned for me, like in a matter of a couple of years. And, you know, I was making six figures. I know people were making more. To me, that was the most I'd ever made, somewhere in the mid-100s. And, and uh, it was enough. It was great. And here I was with a wife and kids, and I, I was I felt like I wasn't providing. And this gentleman running a cleaning service, and nothing is people that do that, was giving me advice to, like, keep my head up, you know. Right. And, and so my that was my failure. And, and I had a choice, stay there or, or go home. And, you know, it got to the point, if I'm going to be real, like we had to get uh, – you know, state health insurance because my income was that low, right? And my, I had children now. So like it was, I had to get them on state health insurance. So that was probably my, um, probably my failure and my pain that kept me motivated to, to push, to push and kind of trust in myself again. I'll tell you, Adam, it was super hard to leave a job that was paying a pretty darn good salary without already having my real estate license. Just knowing I wasn't happy there and I wasn't going to get to where I wanted to get in the next couple of years. And that was my goal. I didn't, I felt like if I had to wait 10 years to get there, I may not get there. Sure. Yeah. So well, that, that was it for me. That's an incredible story, man. And, and to see where you are now to know what you have gone through and then hit the bottom, so to speak. I mean, driving down the road with no AC and it's over a hundred degrees outside. That's, that's, that's definitely no fun to now being where you are, man. Congratulations. Do the math. It's worth every single dollar. This is a quote from Mr. Bill Reek, who took my certified listing agent program. He says, looking to take your listing presentation to the next level. Listen, I've closed 100% of the appointments since I took Pat Hyben's certified listing agent. Five appointments, five new clients in 60 days. Do the math. It's worth every single dollar. Now you can get the certified listing agent course. You can get the certified buyer agent course, which tells you how to close every single buyer that calls in if you want them. You get the certified team agent course, which teaches you how to build a dynamite team like Jeff Cohn, who teaches the course. It's like a 10-hour course from Omaha, Nebraska, Berkshire Hathaway's top agent, and seven other courses. Total of 11 courses, all five-star rated, only 97 bucks a month. If you paid for them individually on the website, they would cost over $10,000. And we are running a special now at futureofrealestatetraining.com where you can get them for $97 a month. That's all you can eat, $97 a month, all these courses. That's futureofrealestatetraining.com, futureofrealestatetraining.com. Check it out.
Rockstar Nation, it is time to finish the year strong. The year is almost over, and it's time to sprint. You know, in my real estate career, I always doubled down at the end of the year because all of the other agents were not working during November and December. So I took full advantage. This is a great time to leverage yourself and hire a virtual assistant. I'm talking about my Outdesk. If you haven't heard of my Outdesk, basically they are a virtual assistant company, a VA company that specializes in virtual assistants for real estate agents. Yeah, I'm talking about transaction coordinators, marketing assistants. I'm talking about ISAs, inside sales agents that prospect thousands and thousands of seller leads and buyer lead follow-ups. I mean, these guys are trained in this stuff specifically. You're not using a company that doesn't know or understand real estate sales. Four out of five of the top teams in the U.S. use my Outdesk for their virtual assistants. And because I know the owner, Daniel Ramsey, I've known him for over a decade, and I know how awesome and incredible this company is and how it saves agents thousands and thousands of dollars every single week and makes them thousands and thousands of more every single week, we're going to give you a $400 coupon off of your first month of a virtual assistant and give you access and give you a free book entitled Scaling Your Business with Virtual Professionals. So you can like read it and look into it before you decide anything. It's called Scaling Your Business with Virtual Professionals. And you can get it real easy. All you got to do is text the word HIBAN, H-I-B-A-N, to 31996. That's H-I-B-A-N to 31996. And download your free book, Scaling Your Business with Virtual Professionals. And don't forget to mention also that you get a $400 discount, which will give you a coupon for that when you download the book. Thank you, guys. And I hope you enjoy and make a ton of money using my Outdesk. So, so let's do this. Let's go back, even though you can go back to the flipping days, you can go back to your two years ago. What advice would you give yourself as a rookie agent? I would tell myself, you know, stay hungry and consistent. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and probably early on, if I had the capital, try to get some assistance in marketing. You know, if I'd had the combination of everything I'm doing now, I would have springboarded even sooner. Meaning if I would have paid a little more attention to Zillow early on, right? And if I would have been willing to try to invest in some marketing a little earlier on, but then again, you've got to have money to do that. And if in my position, I didn't, I wasn't overly abundantly wealthy at the time. I wasn't poor, but you know, I wasn't where I am now. And, and at the time where I felt like I could spend several thousand dollars a month on marketing. And so I think I would just tell myself to stay hungry and consistent and, and be willing to, to look at some marketing outside of, outside of social media. But I think I probably also would have told myself to, because at first posting on social media, I might've almost been nervous, right? Because I didn't want to come off as a, as a salesman or this is all I do. But I think now I would tell myself, dude, you're genuine, right? You love this. Let people know you love it and, and get on there sooner because that's what's, and hopefully most of my clients and the reviews I've got, they see it and they mention that. And I think that was probably what I would tell myself, stay hungry and consistent, get on social media immediately. 
right? Mm -hmm. And stay mm -hmm. consistent with that. And, and reach out to some other Zillow or homes.com, some outside companies to see what they can offer you to help drive a little extra traffic. Nuggets, man. Those are some real nuggets right there. So staying hungry, I love that. You know, you used a word there, consistency. And in my opinion, having been and still am a real estate coach, a business coach, someone that is constantly holding people accountable, that word consistency, man, when, when you do that, and you stay consistent, whether it's through social media posting, whether it's through connecting with your database, whatever, staying hungry, right? That you have to be consistent with staying hungry. Would you agree? Oh, hundred percent. And uh -huh. there's even in times, like you mentioned earlier, you were talking about, you know, the definition of and commitment. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, the definition of commitment. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So, so even if, for example, Let's say it slowed down all of a sudden. Let's say you had a couple of good months in real estate mm -hmm. and, and you're starting to feel down, you know, but you've been posting and saying how much you love your job. Continue to do it. Con even though maybe you're slowed down, maybe you haven't had the sales lately or this month has been slower, continue to stick with it and let people know you're still there. You still love your job and you're still excited about it. Right. Right. Um, full transparency. That had happened. Uh, I think it was the year of 17. We had the big closing, the couple of big closing in October. We went to actually went to Hawaii and um, it was like February, March. And I didn't have a whole lot in the pipeline, to be honest. I had mm -hmm. that money that I kind of had a big couple months and then it kind of slowed down. But I continued to go on Facebook and say, hey, I'm so excited to get back. I had one person that I had been referred to, right? One buyer. I think they were like approved at 140000 and that lit my fire. And I, went, I, I talked about this one buyer and they are valuable. I don't care what price of the home they're buying, Adam. They're valuable to me. And they mean just as much. So I want to say that right away. Yep. But I went on posting about this one client as though I had 50 clients to show. And I didn't lie. I said, I can't wait to get back. I love being busy with real estate. I can't wait to get back and start showing my buddies some houses. And, and from that, I got somebody else. To read. It was just a reminder. And that's the thing about consistency is you, you have to, sometimes you have to remind people as it is with all this marketing stuff. And I'm not an expert by any means, but you're not annoying people. It might take somebody 10 or 12 times to see that you sell houses. Be like, Oh yeah, I drove by that house and I, I almost called a, a random agent, but Matt sells houses. I'll just shoot him a message on Facebook real quick and see if he can help me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that's true. I, when I ran real estate offices and franchises, I found that it took me seven times to say the exact same thing for my real estate agents, even to realize what class we were getting ready to offer or what party we were getting ready to throw. So you can only imagine what it is on social media as you're posting. If we're talking about the word consistency, that with the wall changing, right? The different algorithms that are out there, you've got to stay consistent with your posting so that either your friends or you haven't met people that are watching you, See that you're staying in real estate. See that you're staying busy. I love that you're doing that. So, Matt, let's wrap this up with the last question here. And you've given some incredible nuggets. I love, I love the idea of the, the social media being real and authentic. And I love you starting off with your superpower of massive empathy for all your clients. What's one piece of advice you would give agents that are listening right now that would drastically increase their sales for 2020? Right? They're going to hear this from you right now. And they're going to go implement it tomorrow so that they're massive. So 2020 becomes their most massive year of growth. What would that be from you? Uh, initially is go the extra mile. Answer your phone every time. I mean, some people are going to get mad at me for this. And my wife was one of them. And I answer my phone 24 hours a day. 
it got to be almost a year and a half before I would say, okay, I may be not going to answer during dinner and I'll call them back at them. So okay. my thing is your phone rings, answer it. Every time, I mean, don't even draw a line. For me, commit fully and be there all the time. I can't tell you how many calls and probably deals I got because I did answer. And where I'm at in a competitive market, if I didn't answer, they were going to call someone else, sure. I think. So but let's say that agent is so new, they don't have a lot of inbound calls yet. Because that's probably fair to assume, right? They're like, yeah, man, that's easy. Heck, if I get calls, I'm going to answer it. Well, Yes and no, right? But but be willing to go at the drop of a hat if you can go. I would say bend over backwards, find that empathy, and otherwise use your social media. Mm. If you're not, in my opinion, if you're not using social media, you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. So that would be my biggest, biggest goal uh, mm-hmm. and biggest set of advice I would give somebody. You know, Matt, you, you said on our call yesterday, on our pre-podcast call, you said something. I think you, you, you got it from somebody else, but I, I loved it and I wrote it down. Before you get good, get consistent, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, that's super, super strong. Well, Matt, share with us real quick how our listeners can connect with you and send you referrals in Southern Oregon. You know, you can find me. My company is Lincoln Homes Incorporated. Uh, we are on Facebook, social media. You can also find me on Facebook, social media. My website uh, is klamathproperty.com. I also have another one. It's liveinkfalls.com. That directs you to my website, my webpage. Um, I obviously do, um, you know, broker referrals. The people that send me a client from out of state, I take great extra special care of those clients. And um, I work with several agents all the way from Arizona, from California, Seattle, as far as Florida. So, yeah, climatheproperty.com. You can also find me on social media at Facebook. Uh, at Lincoln Homes. That's the name of my company. It's a small brokerage. And that's how I would suggest reaching out to me is go to the website. It's easy to remember. Klamath Property, K-L-A-M-A-T-H, property.com. Love it, man. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to follow back up in about a year. And uh, would it be fair to say that, Matt, within a year, you'll be number one, right? So that's my goal. Yes, I'm okay, going to try hard. And here's, here's the other thing I know in a small town. People might hear that and be like, oh, that guy, he's conceited or whatever. No, that's not it. I'm hungry. I set a goal and I want to hit it. Right. Love so it. number one, that's my goal. In a year, I better be number one. Yes, there sir. it is. There it is. All right, listeners. So Matt Amuchastegui from Southern Oregon, he crushed it on this podcast. You heard where to, how and go connect with him, send him your referrals. And here's what I want you guys to do that are listening right now. Go give us feedback, good, bad, or ugly. It's okay. Give it to us because we need to continue to learn how to grow and serve you guys and, uh, and just well, bring you great value. So that's all we have for today's episode of Real Estate Rockstars. My name is Adam Roach. Talk to you next time. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. 
That's hyphendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger, yes, the one finger that points at people, and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on a million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys, and I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that too. Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.